Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Watch OK Police podcast. On today's episode, we're going to start off with Dan and Scott's feedback on Joe Para Talks with you. Um, emphasis on the with because we screwed that up last time, um, as I'd mentioned previously, uh, which is, and Joe Para Talks with you, is available to stream on HBO Max and AdultSwim.com. And then we'll head down a nostalgia hole and when Scott pitches the reboot of DuckTales, which is currently available on Disney+. Plus. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some good old-fashioned disappointment. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to talk today and find out what you thought about uh, Joe Parra Talks to You, uh, currently available on H- streaming on HBO Max and uh, as well through, uh, through Adult Swim. Um, seasons one and two currently available. Season three coming someday. What'd you guys think? Huh? I mean, were you as as in, enthralled with it as I was? Dan, do you want to go first? No, yeah, I feel go go away, man. I, I trust you on this one, man. <laughs> well, I have to say, Nyan, I was quite confused. <laughs> what were you confused by? <laughs> um. Was it supposed to be a comedy? Wait, did you wa- wait? What episodes did you watch? The ones it, that you recommended, the one with uh, Bob O'Reilly, and then the first yeah. two. Yeah. So yes, um, <laughs> to answer your question, it 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 was supposed to be. Com- did it feel like it was a lot like your life? Because like sometimes this is. <laughs> I was like, this is now that you have the dog, like. Um, I, the Bob O'Reilly episode is kind of like what I thought your life might be like. Um, also the first couple, um, this just reminded me a lot of you in a lot of ways. So, um, maybe that's why it wasn't funny. Um, maybe that's why it just felt like a documentary. to you. Um, it, it really, yeah, it almost felt like kind of a mockumentary style a, a little bit, but, um, so, well, I've never been to upper peninsula of Michigan. Um, I don't you know that did. much about the rocks of that region. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just, I don't know, I felt like there maybe just like I wasn't, there was something I wasn't getting. Like there was something that was supposed to um, uh, kind of clue people, I don't know exactly, like it, kind of get people more like in, um, interested in what was happening in the show and I just wasn't feeling it. Like contextually, like you didn't know who Joe Parra was is kind of what you're getting at. Well, that's it too. And like in the... The episode or the the part where he like, um, there's a first where their first sale sign is in front of his house, but he's like doesn't want to tell people that he didn't put it there and it's not his. Like, that's supposed to be funny. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> but okay. uh, the, the, the Garrison Keeler. I mean, for me, the Garrison Keeler. You know, uh, kind of uh, comparison you you made definitely rang true for me. Um, as someone who's listened to, you know, you know, Tales from Lake Wobegong, you know, on, 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 on occasion in the past, you know, yeah, it did definitely rang, rang true with me, that kind of, you know, small town USA, uh, kind of feel to it. But yeah, I mean, it's, and 
I, I mean, yeah, I mean, but yeah, but the way the way he like subsists in his own home environment to uh, piggyback off of what Scott said, I, I think I, I think we've all kind of been there. You know, we're, we're either at home alone or with maybe with a pet, and we kind of have that level of interaction. Like if we had cameras in our house or or, or mirrors that we spoke to, so to speak, I feel like we could be have a kind of a different kind of uh our own flavor of joe para so it might be you know so for example if you, if you happen to be you know latino or something like that you might be a kind of almost jose para or if you are <laughs> uh, or, 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 or you or if you you could be yusuf para or you know i feel like you know everyone has like kind of their way of doing things in that regard but i don't know so, I mean, yeah i mean for me like the bob o'reilly episode like i said that that really was i mean i enjoyed the episodes to a degree as well but i think that, that episode it really does take the cake uh yeah that, that's why I, I recommend starting with it because that's one that kind of it grabbed me like when i saw because i'd watched a couple episodes i was like I, I this feels random and weird like i kind of enjoy it but like it um it hasn't pulled me in completely i think i i think i did one and two and then i ended up randomly seeing six and i was like oh this is amazing and, and the thing is it so it's got this that serious sort of sentimental aspect to it but i think I mean, and but their jokes is what like it's it's intended to be funny. Like there there are genuine comic moments that are that are supposed to be in there, but it's also incredibly genuine and sweet and straightforward. Like it, there's not a lot of pretense. There's not a lot of hiding the wall with jokes or absurdism. Like the Tim and Eric part of Adult Swim that everyone's come to know and expect from not only Adult Swim but Old Spice commercials. Like it's. <laughs> it, I think the reason maybe that the comedy part of it didn't work is is for you, Scott, is just because it's intended to kind of not not be like sort of jump out joke, jokey humor, but have that subtle humor, but also kind of just be documentary in style and sweet. Like he's just a nice guy. As you as you get further into the season, you'll you kind of watch as there is a through line because every episode is kind of insular in that. It talks about a specific topic, but then it kind of ties into his life overall. And there is an emotional journey with with the character, which I didn't expect at all from the first couple of random episodes. It was like, this is going to be weird and randomly episodic, but it gets it gets deeper. Like, and it gets it gets interesting. And I guess it's for me, it was it was about the the subtle sweetness and the the not I, treating it kind of like that that NPR, um, you know that. Pray your home companion ride that it is something kind of just nice to 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 relax and try out the day yoga for adult swim yoga if you will. <laughs> well, maybe, that that might be also a reason why it was it seemed very unfamiliar to me or not very like I wasn't I didn't quite understand what they were trying to accomplish because I've never watched or listened to Prairie Home Companion and I don't watch Adult Swim so this is kind of a like diving really headfirst into a, a different type of show. It, yeah, I mean you're you're going right you're going right into the water. Adult swim pun in, in intended. <laughs> there you go. Yes, into the deep end, right? Um, but I did like the um, the perfect bite of the breakfast. Yes. Um, like part of, of that episode that was interesting, and now it makes me want to try that. But I can't believe he puts ketchup on that. It just doesn't seem like it would taste very good. I think that's very much a regional thing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Could be. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could be. 
Because I, I know, I know they're in Jersey, like in, especially in you know Morris County, New Jersey, you know where where I originally grew up. Uh, I, I mean, there are the people who are from, say, originally or who grew up maybe or spent time, you know, say west of say Randolph, New Jersey. Um, you know, where you're going further out, you know, from you know I would call more you know metropolitan Morris Town, if you will. <laughs> um, the I think that they're a little bit more kind of you know different in their sensibilities. I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't I definitely not rural per se, but they definitely their tastes are definitely more kind of you know less New York and more you know Pennsylvania in some ways. So yeah, although yeah, I definitely want to try that now and see if it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. So how so so which so how far did you actually end up getting, Scott? If you if we am asking. Um, I watched those three episodes that nine recommended. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I end up going back and I watched all the way up through, um, uh, Joe Parra talks to you about the rat wars of Alberta, Canada, 1950 to the present day. Um, so that was, uh, you know, that, that I had a great, I had great fun with some of the, those other episodes, you know, leading up to that as well. Um, and whatnot. So it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. You know, I, I, I am beginning to see the through line, that uh that, that nine was kind of referring to so i mean i'll, I'll definitely have to see you know I'll at least want to get to maybe the if i get to the first season it's uh, you know you know i mean I'm, I'm like one literally one episode away so if i can get to this last episode <clears throat> i could definitely you know kind of do a check-in at some point you know and uh let you guys know how uh, how i how i felt about that that would be awesome i'd, I'd love to hear it because um well I, I think this particular show kind of set off a little bit of a interest in this approach generally because there's another show on HBO Max called How To with John Wilson. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. No, um, I haven't heard of I don't know anything about it. It's really similar in that um, it just in terms of the tone. It's kind of like a spiritual successor to Joe Barra or, you know, he could even be said kind of an imitator um, because because in, in How To with John Wilson, he talks about how to do stuff randomly. Um, and it's he's never really on camera. It's it's more him taping other people and and narrating. But um, yeah, I guess uh, I I, um, I think you it's worth it's worth a shot. Given it, you know, trying to go through the whole thing, I, I don't think you'll lose out anything, especially uh, on anything, especially since it's it's so short uh, in terms of the actual episodes. Like you can crank this stuff out pretty quickly and just have it on the background. That is true. Yeah, that is true. And, and that's part of like what, I, what, how I was able to get through everything was that, you know, I was uh, hanging out. Uh, I think um, my younger son was was taking a nap. My older, I was watching my older son, and he didn't really want to, you know, hang out or play or you know do 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 any normal things. He just wanted to hang out on his on his device for a little bit. So while he was doing that, you know, I just you know you know grab my laptop, hung out on the couch, pop pop one on, boom, done. Yeah, it's it, they just they just blow through so quickly and. I think it's 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 an opportunity to just kind of chill and watch something just nice. It's like, it's like, do you guys have you guys seen slow TV? Maybe that's what, well that's not worth an entire episode of recording, but just the <laughs> concept is a little strange. Um, yeah. But it's just very calming. I don't know if you guys have watched any of it. No, I know, I know, I know. No. That's all. But uh, Scott, do you know? I, are you familiar with it? No, no, I haven't heard of it. So slow TV is I I forget if it's Norwegian or Swedish, but it is basically just. Um, it, it's a television that is like eight hour blocks of just one thing. So they do an entire train ride from like from, uh, over the course of eight hours, uh, or they've done an entire boat ride over the course of eight hours and just have the camera, like just pointing in the same direction. They do, um, 
a national is it firewood or fire night where it's just it's just a fireplace with people randomly um uh reading poetry and then i think they have other ones where it's people knitting for eight hours and possibly whittling wood um so <laughs> so if you just as an off topic I, th- I think we need to do our own episode of slow tv i think it's a great idea <laughs> i think we can we bore the hell out of some people so it's just literally someone whittling wood for eight hours? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure there's a wood whittling one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there definitely is a knitting one. Um, yeah. it, I think yeah, slow TV is available on Pluto. The only, Pluto ty- the only type of TV where playing with your wood is acceptable. That's correct. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, I think I was – yeah, I almost ex- – it's, and I don't even know why I did this, but I almost expected like there be there to be some type of kind of under the surface um, kind of trying to. It's hard to describe, but like something that like you were supposed to uh, that wasn't like readily evident, but that like was a joke that was a little more subtle that you were supposed to pick up on. But it sounds like from what you're saying, it's very much like what you see is what you get. Yeah, you, it sounds like you were waiting for a punchline, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And you were waiting for them to come up with something shocky, but th- I mean, that's the the approach here is just so it, it is what it is. Um, well, I mean, it's very you, open and honest. Yeah. Well, you, you, you you take a take a step back and you think about you know think about other shows like say The Office, right? You know, um, which definitely you know talk to you, you know, talk to the camera in that kind of way, if you will. Um, you know, it it definitely has a different kind of like you know you know, ulterior motive, basically, and what you're getting out of the piece of entertainment, if you will. And like you said, I think that I think that's that's kind of how, you know, I kind of mentally had to draw from it. You know, I went back to the Garrison Killer reference, like I said, that kind of helped contextualize it for me. But if you don't have that base, like Scott was saying, yeah. I think that's a lot harder for you to kind of pick up on that, you know, that baseline, I think. Well, that makes more sense now. Cool. And I, so, I, I, was, I, I was trying to basically... Uh, put my finger on who Joe Parra reminds me of. And I kind of like imagined him as uh, an imaginary, imaginary amalgamation of uh, Bill Gates and Anthony Rapp. <laughs> yes, so, I think I could see that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I, I, I would, when, I mean, I, I mean, a little bit of spoilers for the uh, Rat Wars one, but you know, I was—I kind of wanted to to do uh, him to break out a little kind of Lavibo M kind of thing going on. It was kind of cracking me up in my head. That would have been amazing, but not in the spirit of the show. But I like where nope. I like where your head's at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, you have anything else you want to add, uh, Scott? No, I think that covers it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well uh, that's what we thought. And if you uh, happen to be in Alberta, uh, watch out for rats. Exactly. And uh, Joe Para uh, talks to you. Available on HBO Max and uh, Adult Swim uh, at adultswim.com or just watch the TV show like a normal person on, uh, on cable or whatever. Night, y'all. All right, so it's my turn again. This is Scott speaking to uh, pitch a show to Dan and Nyan. So I have chosen the n- rebooted Disney DuckTales cartoon show, Woo! Uh, <laughs> which I think you're obligated to say when you talk about DuckTales. Um, so 
Uh, DuckTales, as uh, people of a certain age will recall, uh, it was one of the, I think, like primary shows from the Disney afternoon block of cartoons that was on in the late 80s, early 90s, um, that I think a lot of people just kind of have fond memories of uh, from their childhoods. And it was, yeah, it was a pretty landmark show at, at the time. So uh, Disney decided to give it a reboot uh, starting in 2017 is when the show first, uh, the, the new version first premiered. And there are three seasons. Uh, the third season just finished, and they announced that sadly that will be the last season of the new show. So three uh, seasons of the show. All three are now on Disney+, Plus, which is fantastic. I was waiting for a really long time for the third season to get onto Disney+, Plus because uh, when, it was, when it premiered, it was only on the Disney XD channel, which... I don't, I don't believe that I get that channel. And I think a lot of people don't get that channel. So it was difficult to, uh, to kind of, you know, I had to wait for the, to be able to access the conclusion of the series. But I mean, obviously when, this, when I first heard about the show, uh, I was intrigued just because I remember the original uh, pretty well and was a big fan of it. So it's like, Oh, you know, this is great. I'll get to see all these, you know, characters that I knew uh, from way back when. Uh, but I you know, didn't really know what to expect from the show itself in terms of what it would be like, what the stories would be, the, and, you know, how good or bad it, was be, it would be. Uh, since with reboots, of course, you never know. But uh, I am very pleased to say that this, um, they did an absolutely fantastic job with this show. Uh, and it was really like good quality TV and also not just for kids. Like I think adults will also get really a lot from this. Whereas the original DuckTales was really, I think, very much geared towards, uh, towards children. But this is like objectively a great show. Like it, it's, I think, goes beyond just like a cartoon show, beyond just a Disney show. And um, it is, it just teaches i mean obviously it is a cartoon geared towards kids still to a certain extent but it tries to teach like really valuable lessons in a very clever and creative way while still being really really fun uh and they got some really great <clears throat> voice talent for this show uh <clears throat> excuse me which i think also just adds that much more to it um david tennant who i know dan is a big fan of from Doctor Who. oh yeah i'm a uh, huge david tennant fan yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Nyan, Nyan enjoys also his performance in Broadchurch, correct? Oh, Broadchurch, like um, Jessica Jones. Yeah, Jessica he's Jones. He's amazing. Yeah, um, he's he's amazing. So good. I am, yeah. I, am a, I am I am a, I am a totally a David Tennant stan. Absolutely, one hundred percent. The only doctor that's important. <laughs> well, I mean, Tom Baker. I think Tom Baker would beg to differ, but yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but he's dead to me, so <laughs> no, no scarves for you then. <laughs> Is he more important than Doctor Fauci? Yeah, I'd oh. say so. Oh wow, that that's that's saying a lot. Because well, he can go what, back what, in time wait, and do what, stuff. What about what about Doctor Feelgood? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. That is a that is a tough call there. Um, uh, David Tennant is the voice of Scrooge McDuck um, and just does an absolutely fantastic job. Um, Danny Pudi is the voice of Huey. Um, also great. Also, yeah. yep, from Community, of course. Um, oh, and Mythic Quest. He's uh, he's actually really good on Mythic Quest. 
I haven't seen that one yet. Might have to uh, do an episode about that. Yeah, that's I haven't yet seen it. I've seen I've seen, I've seen like the the clip clips from it, but that's about it. Yeah, it's Apple Plus though. I got to get we got to get you guys on that. Um, oh, I'm so uh, at the moment. So it's it's on my list, but awesome. Uh, ben Schwartz is uh, Dewey. I think I hope I'm associating each one with the right triplet. Um, and Bobby yeah. Moynihan is the is the last <laughs> the other L- one. Louis, he's Louis. Yeah. Okay, it's Louie. I had to look this up because I couldn't because I knew there was like I knew that the, the cast was, was crazy. I had to look up myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kate Micucci is the wonderful as Webby, um, and she, nice. she just has like such great energy that she uh, brings to, which is perfect for the character. Um, and also, though, unlike the original Ducktales, in which Donald pretty much is only in the very first episode, from what I remember, um, right. And although uh, what I were, what I'm hoping to do soon is watch a bunch of the original DuckTales again to see what I think of it now as an adult watching it. Uh, the original DuckTales series is also on Disney Plus, so you can actually compare and contrast the two if you want to do that. Ooh, that's um, cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, but in uh, the new DuckTales, Donald is actually a huge part of the entire series. So he huh. is. Uh, in almost almost every episode, um, and you know they they kind of rotate amongst the different characters. Like uh, each episode might have a, a focus on a different person, um, but Donald is a very big part of the show on a regular basis, which is cool. Um, Mrs. Beakley's there, Launchpad's there, and there's also a lot of like guest appearances from various other Disney characters, uh, some of whom were in the original Ducktales series, and some were who have not been or were not. Um, and they just decided to include in this series. Um, so all another big difference from the original uh, the original cartoon series is from what I recall, kind of Huey, Dewey, and Louie were in a sense like the same character. Yeah. You know, there wasn't right. a lot that differentiated the three of them. Right. Whereas in this show, they are very distinct characters and they each have like their own personality. Uh, Huey is like the one who's really focused on like being a junior woodchuck and kind of doing things by the book. Um, mm-hmm. Louie is like a schemer who's always trying to like come up with these elaborate. And Dewey is a kind of the one who always feels left out um, as like the, uh, and is kind of trying to uh, different, you know, make himself stand out from his brothers. Um, and so it's cool that they all kind of have different personalities and kind of go in, in a few different directions. And yeah, it is like, it's, I was very pleasantly surprised and like, it's just consistently an enjoyable show. Like, uh, just, uh, you know, put up against a lot of other shows that I've been watching now. And it's one that Dan was saying earlier, he kind of like, it kind of flew under the radar a little bit for him. And I feel like, even though I've been able to watch a lot of it, it did for me too. But every time I watch it, I watch an episode. I'm like, wow, this is just really cool. It's really fun. Um, again, like you, it, it does like pay homage to the original show in a lot of different ways, which is great. But also like goes out on its own to develop its own stories and really like work in a lot of the characters who you uh, who you know, but like in, 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 with with some twists and kind of going in a few different directions than what you remember. Um, so yeah, I just really enjoy this and and uh, highly recommend it. They're half hour episodes, so really easy to watch. And uh, it's and now the entire series is on Disney Plus. You know, it's I 
saw like a little bit of this at some point. I was in a room with screaming children, so I didn't really <laughs> get to hear any of it. But I was told it was good by the the doctor that was in the room. Um, <laughs> and, and so I feel like that's like one out of one doctors agree that it's a good show. Uh, I just never got back into, you know, pursuing it because I, I, I grew up with DuckTales. That was great. I really appreciated yeah. the old DuckTales, like long, like, like week long story arcs. Like yeah. I thought like that was, that was really enjoyable. So does that carry that kind of structure carry over here? Or is it really just one off episodic adventures? Like each, it's each episode Santa stands on its own. Like um, I guess that sort of leads into the question, which one, which episode should we be watching? Cause we've yeah. agreed to watch this. Well, it's the it's kind of a combination of both. There are like season long story arcs, and um, each season has almost twenty five episodes. So they're wow, yeah, it's actually quite uh, quite substantial. But then also there are like episodes that are more one off that you can watch out of order, or that kind of you can you can choose to watch these episodes without watching the previous ones and still be pretty okay. So that's why in thinking about the episodes to recommend to you guys, I decided to jump around a little bit. Okay. Um, so uh, because I think this, this show does uh, let you do that and still be able to understand uh, what's happening. Uh, so, it, it, but if you do, if you are more interested, like in watching the entire uh, are kind of the focus of each season, and you can definitely do that and watch them in order as well. Um, just to as as kind of a, a uh, to, in order to get people maybe interested in this, uh, and try to just give you a little hint as to one of the main uh, plot lines is they talk about what happened to the the triplets mother. So this is this is this supposed to be Daisy and this? Uh, I, I, we're talking about the the for lack of a better word the. Uh, Disney cinematic universe, the DCU. <laughs> uh, exactly. Is this is is this a multiversal thing where the Daisy in this universe is one thing versus how does that <laughs> how does that work? Not quite. And so it it uh, it also took me a little while to really like remember and process the family dynamics here because remember Donald is their uncle. Um, that's oh, that's right. Yeah, Donald is their uncle, and Scrooge is their great uncle. So I think. Um, so they never, if I, again, it's been a decade since I watched the original DuckTales, but from what I remember, they never really talk about their no. parents, who we do in Louis' parents. Never comes up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it does. But in this show, there's a big focus on what happened, at least to their mother. Like, why was she not around? Why were they left with Donald to take, uh, so Donald uh, to, could take care of them? Which was a very questionable choice, by the way. Um, yeah. He, he doesn't wear pants. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally want to let someone who doesn't wear pants around kids. Oh, great choice. Seriously. Yeah, it's a great way to ruffle your feathers. God. <laughs> <sighs> You're going to hell. <laughs> totally, totally going to hell. Um, so the first episode I'll recommend is in the uh, from the first season, and the title is called "The Infernal Internship of Mark Beeks." And I really like wow. this one because they introduce a new character, which is basically like making fun of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and it's like the DuckTales universe version of Mark Zuckerberg. And it's just perfect. Like it, it's, oh. it's really a spot on, like kind of um, making fun of him and, and the whole like um, 
and, and the entire like fur that was created over Facebook when it first started and was getting big, really. Uh, so that's a good one. And then I, the second episode I'll recommend is from the second season. It's called The Town Where Everyone Was Nice. And this features a reunion of the three caballeros. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, which, which goes way back into the Disney uh, history. Um, where Donald is part of a trio of like a kind of a mariachi band kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- and that brings back the the other two uh, caballeros, um, and that becomes a part of th- that particular episode, which is very cool. That's cool. Um, and then the third one is from season three, uh, which is called Quack Pack. Hmm. Uh, which again, I think, is a reference also to another Disney cartoon um, from way back when, if, uh, if I remember right. I think, yeah, it does sound remotely familiar. Yeah, yeah, um, but also involves the character of the genie from the original Ducktales. Uh, wow, who, that's that's a deep cut right there. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that at all. Uh, who you is episode numbers, please? Uh, I do, and I can give them to you, um, but or I'll, I'll give them to you later. But anyway, the the, um, the genie in this new show is just perfectly perfect voice casting. Is voiced by Jaleel White. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant! Nice. <laughs> it's just it's just perfect, and it's about um, the 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 whole group of them gets trapped in like a TV show, which is supposed to be like referencing the original quack pack and about what happens and they try to figure out what's going on and why like there's a laugh track that uh, keeps laughing at random times and other things along those lines go ahead nine sorry i was just gonna wonder if he used the money from this to start his cannabis line he has a cannabis line yeah <laughs> yeah he does that is just awesome I love that. See, see what I was what I was gonna say is like this this so this is actually the true that episode is actually probably the true inspiration for WandaVision then. Yes, actually there are a lot of parallels to WandaVision. Yeah. So yeah, but I so I tried to like uh choose a variety both of like different types of plots, focusing on different characters, but also just showing the real the I think each of these episodes in its own way, like shows the the heart and like the really good way that this show is able to, you know, offer some life lessons and it's kind of like kid shows, um, which is what really good kid shows do, but do it in a really still entertaining and meaningful way. Uh, so I think, uh, and there's one from each season. So you get a sense of a little bit of how the show uh, per, um, kind of grows as, as the episodes go on. And also most of these, I think, don't, I mean, there's a little elements of the overall story arcs for each season, but I'm pretty sure you will still be able to, um, there won't be any issue because we're jumping around between episodes. You'll still be able to get a lot out of each one. So uh, is the money bin still in existence? Is is Scrooge constantly swimming through coins somehow? Um, (laughs) Despite the fact that he just... He just—they're so heavy. Um, oh yes, the money bin is absolutely still around and plays—you uh, know—is kind of a character in itself, and um, is uh, features you know prominently in in some episodes. And there even is a there's another episode also, which is another good one, but I uh, 
uh, chose to to go with a few others. But there's an episode about Scrooge's number one dime, which is the first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, the first money he ever earned, um, and that he still held on to, and it holds a lot of importance to him. Uh, so it's about kind of what the the background of that was, and then um, Louis ends up uh, losing it and tries to get it back. So that was a good one as well. Wow. But yeah, pretty much. And again, you're going to like when you see some of the characters in these different episodes, you're like, oh man, I forgot about that guy or that person mm-hmm. or that you know creature. And then it's like, oh yeah, that would, you know, and it kind of jogs your memories of what uh, of of watching that particular character in the original show. Also, Darkwing Duck is involved in some episodes. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Love it. Love Darkwing Duck when that was first on. Um, so, yeah. yeah so, it, so, so, yeah. So, is that, is, that where, is that where Jim Cummings comes back into play then? Um, yes. I believe he is uh, who is the he's, original. He's reprising. Yeah. So, that's cool. Because that's why him and Rob Paulson were also in the cast. So, you know, Rob Paulson, of course, famous for Manomaniacs. Um, so there's, 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 I mean, again, like you were saying there's a lot of voice talent, a lot of great talent here. Yeah, a lot of voice talent. You know, callbacks to the original show, bringing back a lot of like fan favorite characters. Um, also, if you remember the, um, oh, what was the name of the family of criminals? The Bugle Boys. Oh wow. Yeah, if I remember that correctly, if I got the name wrong, I apologize. But uh, yep, they come back several times. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it is just, again, I think a really pleasant show to watch. Uh, and uh, I look forward to discussing it after you've seen those episodes. And just as a note, because I'm looking at the cast list, I just have to say that uh, um, this is yet another show that's on Disney Plus that features Giancarlo Esposito. So um, <laughs> he, he, his empire actually may have started uh, at around this point before he was ever in, you know, uh, the Mandalorian or uh, the boys or anything like that, but he's, he's taking <laughs> over as they say. Oh my God. Okay. It was the Beagle boys. I apologize. Oh, the Beagle boys. Okay. That's right. I, I, was, I, knew, it was Beagle, Beagle. I knew it sounded like, I don't know. <laughs> you're trying to convince us to watch a show and you don't know the characters' names. There are so it's many losing arguments. Sir. So many names. So many I names. know. I know. There's so many characters. Diane. There so, are. are you, but are you, so are you essentially like saying we should watch this purely based on, um, the fact that I mean, there's the nostalgia factor, good cast. Um, ultimately, that it's good for adults and children. Are those kind of the, the, your three main arguments? Yeah, and that it's just a really enjoyable show. Okay. Yeah, overall, yeah, the Beagle Boys because they're dogs. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my bad on that. That's okay. And. Um, Another great vo- uh, voice casting, um, Margot Martindale is Ma Beagle, like the head of the gang. So nice. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a lot of like really awesome comedians in here, too. That uh, Poff Tompkins, I saw, was listed there. Um, uh, and then uh, what's you know, a, lot, a lot of awesome people in here. So Josh Gamberling, John Hodgman's in there, obviously. Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, uh, so yeah, they, 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 they're, they definitely stack the cast for sure. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, same here. Woo! Well, we tried. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK Please podcast. Please join us next week for another exercise in futility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on iTunes. Or if you didn't listen to to this on iTunes, please complain about us on your social media platform of choice. Good night, everybody. <laughs>